Hey everyone, it's Dario Kristen with AfterBuzz TV. Did you know that TrueCar.com is changing car buying experiences forever? Yes, everyday TrueCar users receive negotiation-free guaranteed savings. Although, some features are not available in all states. But it's okay. In the first three months of this year, over 126,000 cars were sold by the TrueCar Certified Dealer Network. TrueCar users save an average of $3,078 off of MSRP. When you're ready to buy a car, just follow these easy steps. It's just three of them. First, you go to TrueCar.com and find out what other people pay for the car you're looking for. Then register at TrueCar.com to see upfront pricing information and lock in your savings. The third step is so simple. Just print out your true savings certificate and take it to the TrueCar certified dealer for a better, hassle-free car buying experience overall. Remember, everyday TrueCar users receive negotiation-free guaranteed savings. Save time, save your money, and never overpay. Visit TrueCar.com today. That's TrueCar.com. You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. From the AfterBuzz studios in Los Angeles, California, presented by Maria Menounos and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies, this is AfterBuzz TV's Under the Dome After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show, it's AfterBuzz TV's Under the Dome After Show. Hello, 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 and welcome to your favorite after show for your favorite show, Under the Dome, uh, episode seven, Going Home. So we're playing a song about home. Yes. I am your host, Jackie Borowski, and with me is Amanda, and I now forget your new married name. My new name is Amanda Bennett. Amanda Bennett. I was Amanda Fields, now yes. I'm Amanda Bennett. And I did not want to say Amanda Fields because... You that, can. I you can. can. Okay. Because yes. I get confused easily. I will go by either one. Um, it's just us today. No more of the full crew, but we plan to rock it out between just the two of us. Yes. And they should be back next week. Yes. They so. they should be back next week. Yes. We're holding them to that. We're holding down the fort. Yes. And I'd like to... This, this episode was what I wanted to happen all season. Forever. Yes. I wanted things to happen all season. Things that weren't just episode of the week problems. Things that... Storms. Yeah. Things that brought into my larger questions. And because of that, I felt like the characters were kind of all over the place because they were each delving into their own specific They were getting a little stir crazy, I thought. They were, for sure. The first person I want to talk about is Big Jim. Because I felt like Big Jim moved so much in this episode, he almost time-traveled. He was all over the all over this episode. Um, I was writing my lit. We usually uh, here's an insight for AfterBuzz TV. Matt usually writes topics on the board, and I didn't because Matt's not here and I'm lame. Um, <laughs> but we usually write topics on the board, and Matt's topics are grouped by people. Hold on, you're not lame. Just wanted to say that. Anyway, Thank you. They're grouped by people. Thanks. They're grouped. Matt's topics are usually grouped by people, and then sometimes ideas. Um, when I was writing down the topics, I, I was going through the episode as I was trying to group the topics, and I was like, Big Jim, 
Big Jim. I was like, oh, Big Jim's just in everything. And then he's, I couldn't group the people together because the people were moving from scene to scene, which is great because we get all this major character development that's not just like kids are here. Julia and Barbie are over here. People are doing things. We see them interact, mm-hmm. which is great because we want to see character development. Yes. So Big Jim, we start off the episode with um, – well, we start off the episode with Barbie and Julia in bed, and um, so it's a new day under the dome. It's a new day under the dome. Yes. We find out later in the episode that there have been seventeen days under the dome, and they do refer to three weeks in this episode. Yes, which is good, but they need to update the intro. They do need to update the intro now. There have been three weeks under the dome. Mm-hmm. Um, so Barbie and Julia, um, they. They have uh, they have a bed conversation, and then they move on to go tell um, to go tell Junior that Sam is responsible for Angie's death, and um, and Barbie backs that up by saying, "I saw the scratches. I saw where Angie tried to fight him." Exactly, so. and so then Junior has this. Uh, I would say heart to heart, except for Big Jim doesn't. Seem to have much of a heart until the end of the episode when he suddenly does. Um, but they have kind of uh, they have a talk in which Big Jim calls Sam crazy, which is interesting later on because Pauline has also been be- pegged as crazy. And I would wager to believe that in season one, people thought that Junior was crazy as well. Yeah. So I'm just, I mean, as far as Big Jim's scale of like what is crazy, who is crazy, where. I'm not really sure where he gets that scale of information. I'm not really sure how he's measuring that. Well, he's the craziest of them all. I he mean, is. he's basically he's a Jesus. serial killer. So his definition of what's crazy and what's not crazy, I don't know if I buy it. Well, he used to be a serial killer, but now he's Dome Jesus. He's, he's redeemed by the dome. He's redeemed by the dome. The magic or of the so dome. Or so he thinks. Who knows what he's capable of? I, I still don't trust Big Jim. It's. I don't think we should. No. I don't think we should. So Julia and Rebecca Prince. That's her name, right? Rebecca always, Pine. Okay, yes. I want to call her Pine, Rebecca like Prince. Pine Fresh Pine I Salt. I don't know why, so forgive me. Rebecca Pine. Um, they were down under the locker in the tunnel. With Barbie. With yes. Barbie. Trying to figure out what is down here in this pit of despair, this nothingness. Well, they're trying to figure out because Barbie decides. Uh, I'm also not sure where this the motivation for this reasoning comes in. Barbie's like, I'm going to throw myself down a bottomless pit to try and find the body of the guy who killed Angie so that I can have it as proof. And I understand wanting proof for a crime, but at the same time, you're like, would you really, would you really want to risk your life for that? And I, I mean, I know they have him set up, like he goes, um, he goes into the sheriff's office to get all the carabiner and like the, um, the, to get the, the climbing stuff. Okay, I am like, the carabiner the is like that little thing that you clip on when you're climbing to. Hook. I don't have any climbing knowledge, all right? I have vague climbing knowledge from a ropes course when I was a. Uh, camp counselor. Whoa! Yes, yes. This is going. This is, this is knowledge going back. I okay. worked at a camp that had um, that had a ropes course, and this we, is a good camp. I used to have to know this knowledge. But okay, so he he apparently knows how to do all this. He seems like an yes. expert. Going, he knows in. how to do. I, I would say he knows how to do pretty much anything athletic. 
I, I, I mean, I guess that they've they they've kind of pegged Barbie as the guy who can do anything else. Yeah, and it, apparently there's all this stuff that he can do that we don't know about until the occasion arises, and he conveniently knows how to do all this stuff. We're like, he's got okay, skills. Barbie. He he's was got in, we skills. know he was in the military. So he had to learn a lot of these basic skills just and to And now survive. we know he's rich, so maybe he went to, like, a prep school and he learned a lot of other skills from the prep school. Like, maybe he went to a ropes course at his prep school camp. Hmm. So he knows he knows how to mountain climb or at least uh, belay. Or I, I'm not sure if that's the correct Spelunk. term anymore. But belay, kind of, like, relay yourself down into a hole, which he's going down there to try and find Sam. And because Sam didn't make a plunk... Um, I would, I would, if I was Barbie, I would use my better judgment as, I mean, we, Barbie's judgment is questionable because sometimes he's got this great, like, reflex spot on wonderful judgment. And then sometimes he has the, hey, I killed this woman's wife, but uh, this woman's husband, but now I'm going to date her judgment. Um, this was one of his not. It's like his brain versus his heart. Right. This was one of his not as good moments where he decides after, uh, after Junior feeling all in disbelief that Sam killed Angie, that he's going to prove it. And I guess, like, on a greater level, he could probably prove it to the town as well, but I'm not sure the town really cares. The town's just probably ecstatic to not have Sam or Lyle there. Yeah. I, I mean, mean they, they were never on their side, either one of them. Yeah. They're I don't like, think the town is like, we're missing the two town crazies. Let us mourn. Let us throw our favorite person down a hole to go after the town crazy. Meanwhile, Big Jim, you know, he thinks he needs to have this, like, memorial. Oh, that's later. Yes. Sorry. That is the end of I'm the episode. I'm getting ahead of myself. I'm sorry. That's okay. So, Barbie... Myself. uh Barbie, after 20 feet, um, the rope starts to loosen itself. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and he feels Rebecca, like he's getting pulled down. Yes. Rebecca and Julia can't hold on to it. Rebecca, Julia drives forward to try and grab uh, Barbie, and Rebecca grabs after her, and Rebecca says she can't hold on, so Barbie... I can't hold on! So Barbie just cuts the rope and then falls down the hole, and in one of the, one of my favorite acting moments on the show, Julia Julia. screams. I I have to say... I was actually crying. Yeah, I have to say, I I was a big fan of the Julia-Barbie romance from the beginning, and I understand... That they have to separate them because, like most shows, when you have the two, they're the two main romantic leads. And mm-hmm. when you have them together for too long, this is why they tried to have them infighting in the beginning, I think. You have them together for too long without conflict and people get bored. So here, you split them up and you have this this new uh, obstacle for our lovers to get try and get back together. Well, I mean, in Julia's mind, Barbie's dead. It's true. It's true, so, Julia, and and what what is great is, I actually um, and now I forget her name. I actually really love this actress. She was on. Um, she was the only good thing about about Twilight, I think. Oh yes, Rochelle Lefevre. Yes, Rachel or is it Rochelle? Rochelle or Rachel? I think it's it, Rochelle. Either way, um, I might not be saying it right, but I love her too. She was Victoria in Twilight. She was very good. She was probably one of the re- only good actors in Twilight. And then they replaced her with. Um, Ron Howard's daughter. Yes, we know her. we know how that worked. Um, <laughs> she should have never been replaced, but at least she's Julia in Under the Dome, and she cannot be replaced in and my heart. I feel that they were giving her they weren't giving her enough stuff in the sense that she's just kind of wandering around the town, being all mopey and monarchy. And finally, she gets mopey and monarchy. <laughs> yes, mopey and monarchy. And finally, she gets to have some real emotion. She. 
she screams out because Barbie has fallen down the hole, and then, um, and then she, unlike some of the, the other acting choices I've seen, she remains mournful. Honest, like an honest acting experience. You you see her throughout the whole episode. She's mournful until she gets that glimmer of hope yeah. that. Maybe Barbie is still alive. This is her Emmy nomination episode. I this think. is her Emmy nomination episode. I want them to. I want this show to win awards. I mean, I had the nominations already come out. I'm getting off the topic, and I apologize. I'm going to have to look into this myself later because I think the Emmys are in a couple weeks. Yes, they are. You know who will not win an award is what's his face who plays Lyle Dwight Yoakam. <laughs> Dwight Yoakam will not be winning an award. Dwight, unfortunately, I mean when we. Yes, he is in this episode, and there are some acting gems from him. He is my favorite acting gem. He is he is a beautiful shining turd. Actually, on this show. Actually, um, you know who has shown like like the most improved award for acting goes to Joe. Joe, yes, he has gotten a lot better. He is trying. Yes, and, and I think that. Um, Nori is always one of my favorites because she always gets the snarky lines. Yeah, um, she's got the attitude. So we have them uh, when and Julia. Julia thinks on her feet, and she comes out of she comes out with Rebecca of the locker room hole, and Big Jim shows the up again. Room hole? Big Jim's all over town, so Big Jim shows up again at, um, the school. at the school, wondering what's going on. I feel like Big Jim's job is just to putter around and wonder what's going on. Like he shows up, he like he <laughs> He's shows like the up crazy old crone in town he's like so ladies what's the happening here big jim's like this landlord that i used to have who used to like every time you were coming or going or leaving or had friends or whatever he would like stop you for 20 minutes and ask you all about it and you're just like dude you're everywhere stop stop it and just after julia had spoken to rebecca about what just went down in that hole she was like you know i i can't Please don't tell Big Jim about this. I don't want him to know that Barbie's gone. Exactly. All hell will break loose if he thinks he's, you know, more in superior now yeah. because Barbie is in a hole. Yeah, she's so, afraid of the power shift that's going to happen. So right after they talk about it and they wipe their tears, Big Jim's like, so what's going on? Like, right away. And they have to, like, control. She's like, no, it's the dust. It's the dust. I'm sorry. I'm not and they, they both have that what I like to call a full house moment where where the where the parents in full house come in and they catch the kids doing something crazy and the kids are like, "No, what you talking about?" but you just know you've caught them red-handed. And so Big I Jim, I know, it's that, that's kind of what it reminded me yes. of. Yes. Okay. Um so Big Jim caught uh DJ and Stephanie in their um <laughs> in their moment of doing something bad and he knew something was up, but they managed to cover it over. And um, they meet up with the teenagers, and they decide that they are going to build a robot because Joe magically knows how to build robots. the president of the robot club at school. There's a lot of – I feel like there's a lot of clubs at the school. Yeah. Science club, robot club, AV club. I feel like there was a windmill making club, even though she said that she was making it for class. I feel like there was. There's there's a lot of clubs. Chester's Mill is a small town. They so need you a have lot clubs of activities after school. Exactly. If you're not athletically inclined. Exactly. Like so, Joe. <laughs> so, so Joe. Joe, um, uh, our resident so tech nerd, yes. he is. He decides to build a robot out of, um, what are these, the Windows... Windows Surface Tablets. Windows Surface Tablets, yes. Although it it was weird that they didn't kind of 
show the Surface tablet in such a way that you knew it was a Surface tablet. Maybe yeah. maybe they've assumed we already know by now. Because but I was, it was already in the show a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, I was a little sad that there was no more product plugging. I was kind of expecting that. Well... They definitely showed the home screen with the little Windows logo. That is so. true. So they, they send they send the robot down the hole. And again, at the 20 feet mark. You say that like it's nonchalant. They send the robot down the hole. It's, it feels but very, it's, it's like, a big deal because they, you know, somehow Joe got this remote control to work. And by the way, did you notice how they're all coupled up now? Of course, Joe and Nori have been there right, all along. Right, And of course... And they're uh, back together being schmoopy after, after their big fight. They wake up on the couch together. I know. Oh. I know. And Melanie and Junior are officially a thing. She wakes up on his shoulder. I don't know if officially, but I know they're moving... I believe they're moving into officially. I would, I would be willing to say official under the dome. I mean, yes, official point, as far as under the dome is concerned. Yes. And I, I think it's it's interesting because I can see that the writers don't want to move the characters too fast because Angie just died and Junior was being upset about it or in earlier in the episode. But you can see that's where they're going because they've set up the the pairing of the four hands again. Yeah, exactly. She, I'm exactly, she will I'm, never replace Angie, but she is working her way. And she that. clearly has a type. She has a type. She has crazy uh, she, brunette guys. She likes for you know. guys who are crazy brunettes. Tall, dark, and crazy. Tall, dark, and crazy. That is That's her type. That's her type, everyone. So, yeah. All right. Junior had some moments, too, today that were kind of like his first season with the big head. I I love Junior. I do, too. I want good things for him. And he wants to seek revenge for Angie's death. So he's trying to figure it all out. So he gets real worked up when he fi- figures it out that it's not Lyle and it was Sam all along. Mm-hmm. And he was down there under the locker, under the dome, with Angie's killer, and he didn't even know. Yes. Uh, so anyway, they're down under, under the under the dome, under the ground, in the locker hole. The robot's going down into the nothingness, and they don't see anything, and they're like, it's just rock. And Rebecca's like, is there anything on the rock? Rebecca kills me because I was trying to remember what Any she was growth? saying. Hold on. Let me see what she was saying as Vegetation? I was going down. Oh, yeah. Describe the rock face. I was like, listen, you, like, you are annoying, science lady. Yeah, like, the there's, rock face. There's no, just, you either look at the screen because it's a big screen and you can see it over to the side, you know, or... Or you stop talking and making these kids all nervous. You've got you've got people yelling at Joe when it hits the twenty mark and it starts shaking, telling him he doesn't know what he's doing. And then and then you have this supposedly teacher who's like, describe the rock face. Do this. I was like, geez, lady. But shout she out also orders. doesn't know what to do. She probably feels kind of helpless, so Yeah, I think She's she, on edge. Rebecca Pine is on edge. Right. And I so, like that that he's barely like down into the hole and she's basically asking all these questions. It's like Lady, he's probably gone like three feet in, and you are you are haranguing him. Haranguing, yes, Ooh. this is what Rebecca Pine does. <laughs> so they catch. Oh, and and I wrote. I'm looking at my notes right now. Um, every once in a while, I look back at my notes and chuckle. I don't know if you'll find them funny, but I wrote, "Your laser pointer sucks, Rebecca." She has this, like, cat toy laser pointer, and she's like, I can't see anything with my laser pointer because it's so tiny. Like, it's not like you brought in some big high-beam flashlight. You have a laser pointer, and you expect it to go down to the bottom of a hole that people have fallen down with big equipment. With no sound at the bottom. Yeah, I'm like, your laser pointer sucks, and it's not worth anything. So she basically brought nothing to this group of people. 
Um, and, and as the thing, as the robot hits twenty feet, it shakes, and, and they see some kind of flash. on They the screen. see some kind of flash on the screen, and, and they're then, like, oh, it's nothing. And then they have to bring it back up because they're afraid to lose the robot. And Joe's like, wait. There is something if you go frame by frame by frame. And they find the playground. Yes. They see the playground that Barbie ended up in. And Sam, earlier we assumed, landed in the same place. Yes. So let's move on to Zenith. Zenith! We we actually get to see Zenith in this episode. I was very happy. I, it was like watching. It was like a kind of like Alice in Wonderland moment where it was like watching someone get out of prison. Yes, and just walk free. I was like, how I, do they just walk down the street? I felt now? like breathing. I was yeah. like, I can finally oh. breathe. I'm out of the dome. And then I was like, oh my gosh, I've been I've been so engrossed in this that I myself have believed that I am now finally breathing because I have been stuck under the dome. Wow, Jackie. Yes. That might be a condition you might want to see someone yes. about. That's how dirty I was feeling with them stuck under the dome. I was like, nobody can shower anymore. There's a water shortage. So, Please. So, you know, Barbie gets some looks walking down the street. Well, he looks like a dirt ball who was beaten up. So, mm-hmm. yes. He deserved those looks, yes. I guess. Under the dome, not so much. Not too many looks. No. Well, they're used to seeing his gorgeous face everywhere. Plus... Uh, yeah, it's not normal for you to walk in around in what looks like a nice town looking like a gross dirt ball. And, uh, he had also been passed out earlier in the middle of a park, and I was amazed that nobody around was, like, screaming or, like, what? Are there kids who are like, mommy? Yeah, he was just, like, passed out in the middle of the park. And I, I also thought that was an interesting choice because... I, in my mind, had assumed that the bottom of the hole was, like, the hole went down really deep, and then the person, um eventually touched ground but we just couldn't hear it and then walked out but literally this is like this is like true sci-fi this stuff is, actually like you, it happened the way i imagined it oh really i knew that that sam i had a feeling sam wasn't dead but i thought i don't know what's gonna happen i didn't know mm-hmm. how it was gonna unfold but i knew it would be they just show up somewhere else maybe i read too too many science fiction books oh, but that's awesome um okay side note i have been reading this series called uh, the Secrets of the Immortal Nicholas Flamel, the alchemist, the magician, the sorceress, and they have these things called lay gates where they stand on it and there's like a spell and they appear somewhere else. Oh, it's like the um, like the Harry Potter flu network. Yes. Yes. Very similar. So <laughs> port keys. Maybe that's why I was like, of course they just show up in Zenith. I loved it. For me, so it, if it was... you like Under the Dome, maybe you'll like these other books. I've only read the first three out of six, so don't spoil it for me. But now I want to read them. That okay. sounds very interesting. Yes. So, we'll have to talk after. Yes. Um, so we find out, uh, this is, for me, again, so excited because this is a true sci-fi moment. Like, we've kind of lost that, and that's what I was missing. The first season had yes. a lot more sci-fi moments. The first yes. episode had that kind of, like, magnety sci-fi moment with all the things sticking to the dome. And... Beyond that, we haven't really had that this season. So this is really exciting for both of us. Yes, this is really We're exciting. We're on the edges of our seats. Exactly. And we find out that, so Sam's in the town, Lyle's in the town, and Pauline um, actually lives in a mental institution. However, I don't think she's actually crazy. She's teaching other uh, people that are in the institution art. I feel like... art class, so is she in the institution or is she teaching there? um, I feel like she's in the institution, like she... Because they said that uh, he knew to go there, and my guess is uh, 
he knew that maybe she had been there for years. Like, I, I feel like she is a patient there because of past references okay. to um, to her being crazy because of her excessive painting. And I we know well, from last Big, season. Big Jim was saying, you know, she was starting to go crazy and she wanted or he because wanted of her, her predictions. To, yes. Yeah. He wanted her to be locked up and she she convinced him not to lock her up. And he always thought, well, maybe I could have saved her. Right. So. So she um, she is in the locked ward of the um, of the mental of the psychiatric hospital, hospital. and um, she. What's interesting is like she's clearly not portrayed as crazy. We just know that she's there because either she self admitted herself there because of. because of all the visions she was having were making her nervous, or because people thought she was crazy because of those visions. Um, and she is teaching painting to a group of people. And um, and she kind of has a, a heart-to-heart with Sam, and then brings Sam to see Lyle, who is saying Melanie over and over again. Now, here's my problem. Melanie. She drew Melanie in her diary. She yes. drew Melanie in her diary, so Melanie had to be part of her prediction. And she's like, I don't know. She's surprised. Wait, is Melanie still here? She's surprised. So when I'm like, Sam tells her that she came back. Yeah, I'm like, do you not understand your own predictions? Like, is that how this works? Do you just, do you just draw, draw the pictures and it's like no part of you? Like, maybe she draws it without even being conscious of what she's drawing. Right, but somehow Lyle and Sam, who seem significantly crazier than Pauline, seem to be able to interpret these drawings. I'm like, oh, no, no, no. Or maybe, I mean, I don't know, maybe their significant craziness but means think, that they have some kind of special brain power, which that would make me sad because Lyle is so crazy. And not in that, like, charming of, like, Pauline sort of way where you're like, you have all these special powers. And I think of Junior as a charming kind of crazy. But, like, Lyle's just like, I will probably axe murder you and my hair is everywhere crazy. <laughs> it is not, it's not a cute look. No. He did tie up Rebecca Pine. He did. He did and tie he, her he up, and the, yes, the blood rain pouring on her blood back. rain on her. Oh, Lyle! He is not a nice guy. No, he's not. So he keeps like when people come to Lyle, and he's in a wheelchair for some reason. And yes, I was thinking that maybe he went really crazy off his rocker because. Do you think that if you go down that tunnel, mm-hmm. the locker of doom, and you jump off into the abyss, and you know what happens? Do you then go crazy? Because Sam and Barbie did not know. They thought they were dying. Well, I don't know. Or See, did Sam know? I want to believe that Sam knew because Sam's it would be such a weird 180 turnaround for Sam to have one moment where he's like he's like, "Oh, we got to save everybody under the dome by killing all these people." It seems so futile that then he's like, "Oh, I'm just going to kill myself and throw myself down a hole." It seems to me like Sam is much more calculated than that, I think. Yes. What's going on with Sam? What does he know? I know. And and I, that's how I feel like this whole season is. What does and Sam know? And what does know? Big Jim know? I feel like there's something that he knows that we don't. I feel like Big Jim is just the, the shuffling town, like, like Pokemon. He's like the pawn who, in the chess game of life, and that he keeps getting... No. I, I feel like he's he the nosy split. neighbor in yes. the chess game of life. Not yes. that chess has a character that is a nosy neighbor. I don't know. Maybe that would be the bishop? I have no idea. Now I'm just making stuff up. Okay. Um, so, speaking of this tunnel. Right. How did it get there? Because Joe reveals 
that it has it's not never been always there. been yeah. there. And it doesn't connect up to the cement factory where people had the fighting in the last season. The cage fighting? The cage fighting. It doesn't yeah. connect to cage fighting cement factory. No. And apparently the Or bomb shelter cement factory. It has when, many purposes. When Joe started saying the basement in the school has always been just a basement until three weeks ago. And I'm like, but did you yourself go look in that locker ever? I was like, maybe that's a different route than the basement. I don't know. But I, I'm just going to go with it and believe what Joe is saying. Yes. I, I mean, there is the element of, Joe, you have never opened up every locker and seen if there was a portal inside the locker. But because we assume that this basement connects up with other, like, strands of basement under the school, um, and that wasn't on the map, so I'm assuming that means it did not exist. I'm just going to go with what Joe's saying, that the information he's giving us is needed for the show to move along. Yes. So I'm going to believe that that's true, that it wasn't there three weeks ago. And um, so did the dome create this itself? Maybe when it landed or something? This is part of the dome mystery. It's part of the dome mystery that we oh, have to dome. find out. Oh, dome. You dome. Tell us more. So Barbie... After he wakes up, he goes back to his loft. It looks like he lives in a loft. Yeah, and, and it's really nice. Yeah, and he way. goes to get, like, money and guns. Behind a picture. Yes. A painting. Yes. He hides money and guns yes. in his loft. And then and his art. And then his friend slash thugs. <sighs> Tying it together with the artwork, the predictions, and then there's art and he gets the stuff. Okay. I'm sorry. I just realized that it's right true. now. It's true. There is an art theme here. Yes. I think, um, I know that uh, CBS.com used to uh, sell posters of the junior pink stars falling in line painting drawn by Pauline. Yeah, it did because I tried to convince Matt, Levy, Matt Lieberman to buy one. Um, he did not. I should have just bought it for him. Oh, yeah. Is, are they sold out now? I don't know. I haven't checked lately. We have to go this check. This was last season. Okay. But I, I mean, maybe they have other artwork. So who are these people that come in, barge in to Barbie's loft? And are have they been, like, watching it the whole time on surveillance? How do they know that he just got there? Yeah, that is weird to me that they just know he just got there. But since they are thugs, I have a feeling they're connected to this, like, drug money situation that Barbie was involved in. Is there a Zenith Mafia? Yeah, I feel like, so So apparently there is a small-time Zenith Mafia, and uh, Barbie was connected to them. However, right before they barged in, they showed a picture of Barbie with three other men that were in the army with them. Maybe, so it made me think that it was the same people. Well, maybe these guys were, I, I'm figuring out the story as I go along and making it up as I go along, okay, but okay. Um, I have totally forgotten about that picture, and now that I think about it, maybe it's that these uh, guys were his military buddies, but after they got out of the military, they decided to form, they decided to work as like hired brutes, basically, because that's basically what Barbie was, like he was hired to kill Julia's husband. That's right. So, um... So and I then, feel they want they want Barbie to finish some job. Yeah, and they were like, "Where have you been?" And he, the way he responded, of course they're not going to believe him. He's like, "Would you believe me if I said I was stuck under the dome?" It's like, "Why don't you say it a different way?" Like, "Guys, I've been under the dome." Instead of, "Would you believe me?" So, I thought he was, you know. I think it's cuz he knew that they weren't going to believe him. But anyway, so That's they That's what my husband said. Yeah. I can Aww. say husband now. Okay, anyway. anyway. So they, uh, they, Barbie takes him to this house and... Um, the president of, what is it, Acteon? I don't know, some company. I don't know how, 
I so, missed the name. It's so Barbie Mimes. John Energy Company. <laughs> and do they have something to do with the dome coming down, perhaps? Energy Company, dome, is it interlinked? Maybe we'll see if it's linked. Um, so then Barbie and um, Barbie and Barbie brings this guy to the house. He sets off the alarm. He beats up the guy. The cops come. And then the cops realize, as Barbie's dad comes out, that uh, Barbie's dad owns the house. So Barbie goes in and has a heart-to-heart talk about uh, his Barbie's past. Dad. And he has a heart-to-heart talk about his past. He has a heart-to-heart talk about um, what happened with his mom and how his mom wanted him to quit the army. And we realize his mom's no longer with us. Yes. I did not know that all along. Is that new information? I feel like all of this is new. I feel like we knew nothing about Barbie. Yeah. He and was so, a mystery. Yeah. So we're given, we're finally given some background on Barbie and we know that he was a wealthy person who decided to join the military. Um, and he asks his dad, who his dad is some in some sort of political position because he's got friends in D.C., um, in some sort of political position to be able to help him get near the dome. Barbie um, gets out of the dome and wants to go straight back to it because... Because he misses Julia. And his dad figured it out. He's like, there's only one reason that you could become such a different guy than when you got back from Iraq. Was it Iraq? I feel like that's what he said. Because he, he, that whole war has like left him a little bit. Yeah. He's softened and he has become a little bit more genuine. Right. And um, of course he's in love with Julia and he admits it to his dad. Yes, dad, I'm in love. I like how his dad is played in the sense that like Barbie is going through all this inner conflict where he's like, I have things to do. I want to get near the dome. And the dad's like, it's not a good idea. And then blah, blah, blah. And then like two seconds later, his dad is like, just kidding, because I believe you. in the power of love. I will help you, which well, is nice and, to see, but... And I like that he says, I know what it's like to be apart. Yes. Because so, um, we'll wife. see if he gets near the bombed-out part of the dome from last year, or if he gets near the non-bombed-out part and of the dome. And maybe I'm skipping too far ahead, but I don't want to forget to talk about it. In Pauline's classroom, where she's teaching art, they the camera moves to this painting of a red door... A jar. Yes. So uh, I took that to mean the locker is open or the the passageway is open now that was inside the locker. But then Barbie and his dad walk through the woods and the camera lands on this door that is parallel with just the forest floor. And it's a red door with a yellow hand on it. See, okay, this is the problem with the film and things in the dark for someone like me who can't see well. Oh, I didn't notice it. I noticed there was a hand on the floor, but I thought this was some kind. Like I didn't notice that it was a door. I thought it was a crater. No, see, it was a red door under the dome. You need to stop filming things in different shades of black. Brighten your TV screen a little. No, it's a computer screen. It's not. It's not even like I'm like really this close to it, and I can't understand what's happening. Okay. So okay. I saw like a glowing hand, and I was like, "Does this parallel the like egg hole no, that was, Melanie was, was pushed the red into?" Door. It was the red door. Hmm. But it could also be the locker. Maybe it's like a way to connect the locker. Yes, maybe it's a way to a passage, a connection without having to fall down the hole of doom. Maybe there's another way. Um, but then we can't forget to talk about the four hands. With the egg, yes, but I want to. I just want to finish up this Barbie section of the story because yes, we yes. find I'm jumping around. That's okay. So this billboard we find out it's Dome Day 17, and what was interesting is on the uh, on the internet 
it looks like here in LA, we have a lot of like video billboards where you'll see things, you, you can change them because it's a video feed. So yes. you'll see a lot of different advertisements changing daily because Sometimes it's a video feed. They're pretty... Now, that looks like an actual billboard. So I'm like, does somebody every day post up a new sign that says Dome Day blah? And then what are the updates? Are they, nothing is happening, the dome hasn't come down, we can't contact or hear the people inside still? Like, what are those? Because it was like, go here for updates. And I'm like, what kind of updates are you guys going to have? But maybe there's a website with updates. That is true. And so that might have been connected to that. I don't know. That is true. And just randomly, we saw somebody wiping the spray paint of the hands of Diana. The hounds of Diana. The the link that Junior got to his mom in the previous episode when they got that flash of the internet. Yes. Where he got the video from the Hounds of Diana. So The some, Hounds of Diana, what is that? A we website? don't know. Okay, okay. I was, yeah. It's, I, was I mean, you like, can go on I CBS. Know? Okay, should I know what that is? All right. No, but you can go on CBS and get information from the Hounds of Diana website. They've set it up. But we oh. still don't know exactly what it means here. And I've said before on the show that, like, I feel like Diana, like, maybe because Diana is the goddess of the hunt, maybe that has something to do with it. I don't know. Oh, very interesting. The goddess of the hunt. The goddess of the hunt. And so, uh, so we know that, we know that uh, Barbie is going to try now and get close to Julia. And we know that the, the, the four hands are going to try and make some sort of move with Rebecca and Julia because they see Zenith and they finally get an idea of what is on the other side. Yes, because in the video, they saw the obelisk yes. in the distance. And then they bring the egg. Melanie brings the egg in her purse in the locker of doom. And, you know, they they touch the egg. Or is she just holding it or do they touch it? I I think she can't was just remember. holding it. I think she was just holding and it. And the egg reacted to being there. Yes. It glowed pink, then black, then it like exploded in pink stars and it painted the picture of the obelisk of Zenith. Yes. So then they were like, Maybe Barbie's not dead. Exactly. And then uh and lastly, Big Jim, in a move we don't expect from him. He has a memorial service. At the Sweet Bar- Briar Rose. I can't get the name out. Was that Sweet the church Briar. or the Sweet Briar? I th- I See, I can't it, tell the difference. I thought anymore. it was the restaurant, but I could have been wrong. Well, either way, he has a memorial service, and um, Rebecca Rebecca goes up to basically ask him what's going on. Yeah, and what he, are you doing? Uh, he's like, he's basically saying that um, he felt that he ne- he needed to do this. Be- he needed to do this for the town, and he actually. D- did like and respect Barbie, and we're, tr- we're he doesn't mention that Sam is gone. Yes, no, he doesn't. No mention of that. Just Barbie, and he didn't tell he didn't tell Julia because he felt that the people needed this. And it's interesting because we're trying to figure out if this is like a nice move for Big Jim, like oh, Big Jim, now that he's Dome Jesus, he's being nice to the people, or if this is or if this is just like secretly going to be malicious, or if he he just wants the attention on him again, like Big Jim did this big nice thing for us, right? Hmm. Maybe Big Jim likes being under the dome. More than we think. He Maybe likes he does. being in charge of this little land. So, um, really quickly, I just want to give a shout out to our, uh, before we move into the predictions. I don't have anything else before we move into predictions, do you? Um, 
The only thing I wanted to say was I loved this episode so much and so much happened that I we did. were waiting to happen. I did. We were waiting for something oh. to happen and all the things we're happened. We're so excited. Yes. yes I was all very the things. excited. All the things. And what's next Monday going to bring us? I don't know. Okay, I'm ready for your But they set up they set up outs. a lot of pathways that we can go down, which was very exciting. Literal so my shout outs figuratively. My shout outs for iTunes, uh, Iron Gollum, Buzz fifty nine, the Cape Man, and Baltimore Peggy. Thank you for your comments. They all said they're enjoying this podcast. Some of them are enjoying it better than the actual show. Woo! Um and then my YouTube shout outs, Tanya, I some of these names if I butcher them, I'm sorry. Um Jamerica Dane. If I don't know how I'm saying that wrong. I probably am, and I apologize deeply. And Pink Rick 101 Chick uh, and Nicholas, thank you guys for commenting. Um, I try to comment back to people. I have a harder time doing it on um, iTunes because it's not interactive, but please rate us that um, five stars, please. Or, you know, comment and everything. Um, we like the comments. We love the comments. We love interacting with you guys. Mm-hmm. And tweet us, too. Um, and I also found out, um, I don't know if we already mentioned this, but Brian K. Vaughn actually left Under the Dome before season two. And it's interesting to me because this episode felt very much like an episode of Lost. Ooh. And yes. I was like, I was like, oh, this is so Lost-like. And then I was like, but the Lost guy isn't here. So interesting. Mm. So now we move into predictions. <laughs> And now, you're after Buzz TV predictions. So what do you think is going to happen? They've put all the chess pieces in place. So I definitely think that Red Door is going to come into play. If not this next episode, then the one after. There has to be some sort of connection between that door and the dome. The other thing is, Pauline mentioned that she thought the dome would go where she went. That's why she escaped. So... Does the dome stay where it is? Will it move? If the people feel they escape the dome, will it suddenly appear over Zenith? This is what I'm wondering about. And I, well, what I want to know is how they're going to solve, because um, Neil Bear, when we interviewed him, said that they are not going to take the dome down until the final episode. So this makes me wonder, now that you have this avenue for people to leave the dome, what are you going to do? Because we know that they now know that Zenith is probably on the other side. So is that portal just open and people can come and go and leave the dome as they please? Are they going to tell the whole town that that this exists? Or is this going to shut up and close down like it mysteriously appeared? Oh, so it might not be permanently there. Yes, I'm very I'm very curious about this and I'm curious to see how the writers deal with this because when you open a portal, you basically are solving the problem of having people stuck under a dome. Mm-hmm. So, how do you deal how do you keep some of those people still under the dome and, and perhaps, keep that tension? Perhaps Melanie was brought there to lead them out of the dome. Maybe That's like her the Pied whole... Piper. Yeah. But see, we don't have a we don't have like um and we don't have any conflict if nobody's under the dome. So I'm wondering how they're gonna set it up where some people are still stuck there. Maybe somehow there's a fight and people won't let other people leave the dome for some reason. Or maybe the dome lifts up and moves to being over zenith. That's what I'm saying. That would be awesome. They well not for them, but they think anyway. they're out and they're not. Well, that's all I have. Do you have anything else? I don't have anything else. I'm looking forward to next week. This episode was incredible. I'm really excited to see what what happens. I am. I am too. I can't even talk. I'm so excited. I am too. 
Uh, I you can find me at one two three Jackie underscore B on Twitter at one two three Jackie B on Instagram, all one word. Where can they find you? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at the Runway Queen, and I am recapping Project Runway Thursday nights here at AfterBuzz. Oh, I'm also recapping The Strain on Sunday nights, so tune in for those Ooh, those strain. other shows as well. Yes, thanks you guys for listening. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 